Hey love, and welcome to the Boss Mama podcast. The podcast that is for the woman, the mother, that is ready to ditch the mother-loving rules <laughs> she has been living by and to start writing her own. For you to learn how it is that you can hold the energy, hold all the things that you want in this life, wear all the hats, and do it without compromising your nervous system, do it without compromising your marriages, your relationships, compromising you. Life doesn't have to feel so hard, mama. It absolutely doesn't need to be. So I hope you will join me as I share more about my journey from going from a burned out, registered nurse, new wife and mother, to a thriving and aligned mama of two who's finally building the marriage, the life, and the business that lights her soul on fire. Someone who no longer feels like a victim, but feels like the mother-loving boss of her own life. I'm going to teach you how to do the same, Mama. So let's just dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for this week's episode. I have an incredibly special guest this week. I have Hillary Truong, who is a specialist of mother-daughter relationships. Hillary is actually a therapist who for years worked with teen girls who started to recognize that she was seeing the same issues over and over and over. And the biggest issue was the mother and daughter relationship. Anyway, I cannot wait for you to listen to this conversation. I know it's going to be so powerful and you will truly walk away with a, hopefully a different perspective around maybe your relationship with your mother, your parent. And before we get into the episode, I want you to know that at the time of this episode airing, the Boss Mama Mastermind is officially open for enrollment. This mastermind is for the mom that wants to have both. She wants to have the successful business, a successful career, her own income, her own freedom, while also being that empowered and peaceful mama that we all crave to be. The time has ended of sacrificing your joy, of sacrificing your health, of sacrificing your time, and sacrificing your sanity. You get to have it all, Mama. And this mastermind is where I will teach you how. So if you are ready to become a master of your energy, a master of your values, your time, your zone of genius, and truly become the boss you know you truly are, then you need to be in this mastermind. You can go apply for the mastermind by going to lovelylifetribeco.com forward slash boss mama mastermind where you can check out all of the details i have extended multiple extended payment plans and so many fun little surprises that i will be announcing this week for those that join before the cutoff which is february 24th this mastermind kicks off on march 1st so the time is ticking i cannot wait to see you in there and without further ado let's get into this week's episode Okay, we are live. Hi, Hillary. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you? Hi, Amy. Good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I know. So uh, let me try. How do you say your last name? Hillary Trong? Trong. Trung. 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 It's easier than it looks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you have a fascinating um line up here so you are a therapist you're also a keynote speaker but what i really am excited to chat with you about is just you focus you're an expert on mother-daughter relationships so this intrigues me so much i know so many of my listeners are mothers um and like we i was sharing with you before uh, we started recording you know my relationship 
with my own mother and her mother and just that dynamic and the power of that relationship has been such a huge part of what I feel like has been my journey and what's led me into the work that I do and my own self-discovery has been just recognizing the impact of um, of our relationship with our parents and our relationships as women, you know, of that the the generation to generation, how we are constantly evolving, and how sometimes, you know, that the like what we pass on can really empower us. Or it can also hold us back, and even and sometimes prevent us from having the relationship or the family life that we truly crave. So I I'm just I would love to just dive in and have you introduce yourself and share more about your story and how you came upon this uh, working on mother-daughter relationships. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm glad that you you have that passion. I mean, that's part of the reason I'm here, is, right, is this understanding of the power of the relationship of the women in our family. Um, so as you said, I'm a former therapist. Um, I was a therapist for over 12 years, and I worked with families, and I have a specialty with teen girls. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that's really where I started to see the breakdown with mothers and daughters is working with teen girls over and over every day, you know, I'd see five mm -hmm. or six of them and um, hardly ever were moms allowed in the room, right? They were just mm -hmm. coming into my office, closing the door, moms on the other side, waiting in the waiting room. And it just felt, it started to feel like more of the same of what's happening at home. And I really wanted to get moms in the room but not just have them in the room. I wanted to be able to connect the two of them to, to transfer like my skills of listening and understanding and having their daughter open up to me to that mom. Mm -hmm. But the problem was I didn't learn anything about the mother daughter relationship in any of my schooling as, as a counselor, um, as a family therapist, the mother daughter relationship was not talked about. And um, so I started to just dive into a lot of research about how can I, understand the dynamics in these relationships and help mothers and daughters. And um, I did a lot of reading and I found a woman who's really a pioneer in the field. Um, she created the mother-daughter attachment theory. Um, and so she kind of mentored me and um, she has a school for therapists where she teaches them about the mother-daughter relationship. And, and now I teach for her. Um, so working kind of on the other end, transferring those skills to the therapist. Um, so that was one reason why I felt so close to my heart is just understanding how do I help these moms not lose their girls? And then the other part was, you know, as a teen girl myself, I really struggled with my mom. Um, I felt like she didn't understand me. I felt like um, I couldn't go to her with my feelings. Um, and so what was happening for these teen girls felt close to home for me. I'm also one of three daughters. So I'm just surrounded by mother-daughter relationships and I'm really close with my sisters. Um, my mom and I have done a lot of work in our relationship. Um, and so knowing how, just how sacred that bond is. And like you said, how much we learn mm -hmm. from our mothers and from the women in our family, I felt like it was just so important to share this information with every woman, whether they're a mother or not, they are a daughter, right? So they right. sometimes they can feel it on both ends. Um, and other times they feel it as, as the daughter. Um, so it just felt, you know, as my mission, just, yeah, I just had this passion for sharing the truth about the relationship and what's really possible for us when we understand what's gotten in the way, the things that we believe that aren't true, and you know, how we can build that bridge and have a stronger relationship, um, understand each other and ourselves in our mother-daughter relationship. In your work, um, I'm very curious because, so I actually um, went to start therapy when I was a teenager. Um, you know, I went through a lot of depression when I was in high school and I had a lot of, a lot of that source came from, you know, um, my perception of my mother and my perception of the choices that she made and the impact that that those choices had on my family and had on my siblings and I and 
um, kind of like just anger, anger that came up and uh, this separation that sort of started to build between myself and my family um, or this detachment. And um, so I started seeing, going to therapy at that time. And this is really when it all kind of just started to really come to the surface for me. Um, and really is what was a big catalyst for my life um, because I deeply loved my mother. And I think that's what's so hard is because mothers is that separation of like that love, but it's not transcending, it's not connecting, it's not being received always or transcribed from mother to daughter, parent to child, because I feel like there's all that stuff in the way and that noise. What do you, what did you find um, with your work? Was there any like repeating like narratives or complaints from daughters around their mothers or well, like, what were the biggest barriers? I guess I is what I'm trying to ask that you kind of came across. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to go back to what you're saying, because I do think fundamentally, we just want to be loved by our mothers. Yeah. Right. And are, mothers yeah. just want to love their daughters. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I talk a lot about how, you know, when a mom is holding her baby girl in her arms, you know, she's thinking about what the, her life is going to be like and, you know, how it's going to be so much better than hers and everything she's going to give her. And, you know, maybe even imagining some mother daughter moments they're going to have. I mean, that's where we all start. Right. And um, I think as we progress, daughters start to have their own ideas, their own identity. Maybe they remind the mom of the dad things that they don't appreciate. You know, maybe the daughter's observing things in the relationship between mom and dad that they don't agree with, they don't like. Um, what tends to happen is daughters look to their mothers for how they're going to be, for how to be a woman in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. This is their role model for that. And if they don't like what they see, they start to reject it. They start mm -hmm. to act out against it, right? And what ends up happening, I think, if we get down to what you're saying is like, what are, what's, the, what's the reason? Daughters just wanna be heard and understood by their mothers and that equals love for them. And mothers feel like, isn't it obvious I love you? Of right. course I love you, right? But what they're doing or what they're showing their daughter doesn't always feel like love. So I think that's where we get our wires crossed. And a lot of my work, um, especially when I'm talking to mothers of teen daughters, is having them listen. Listen to your daughter. Work to understand your daughter. Rather than, you know, feeling pressure to raise your daughter to be a certain way to fit in, to not stand out, right, to not be too aggressive, whatever it is, to meet this expectation you're teaching your daughter she can't be who she really is, right? That she can't be, she's not worthy exactly how she is. Um, and so that's that's the message that daughters are looking for. It's like, are yeah. you going to take the time to listen to how I feel and, and what feels important to me yeah. rather See than me tell me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very powerful because obviously I'm, I'm a boy mom. <laughs> so it's like I... But for, you know, years, I was afraid of that, of stepping into those shoes of being the parent and being the mother, because I just felt like it was such an immense amount of responsibility. Um, because really what I, I've realized in my own work and in my own, my own journey, what I find most people struggle with is like, we're trying to be like our mothers, or we're trying to be like someone else. And what really frustrated, uh, you know, upset me about hurt me more than anything was that I could see and sense that my mom, you know, sacrificed a lot of her own happiness for myself, my father, whoever. She made a lot of choices that weren't truly, I guess, her own things that she regretted and that impacted her esteem, her confidence, her, you know, her happiness in her career. And what really, I guess, it, that sparked in me was this overwhelming, well, why? You know, why didn't you stand up for yourself? Why didn't you do, you know? So what you're saying very much resonates with me is that rejection of like, well, no, like I, 
because that unhappiness, that insecurity passed on to myself. It passed on to my sister, you know, um, because when we're insecure, we look outside ourselves to fill ourselves up. We look outside ourselves for that confirmation that we're good enough or because we're not grounded in our own self, you know? And so I feel like so much of my own healing with my own mother has been like humanizing her by first humanizing myself and and giving myself permission to be who I am. And however different that is from her, however different that is from my sister or my grandmother, whoever, and allowing, like, I feel like that's that's really what it is, is to be seen and loved and appreciated for who we truly are. Because the more I, I allowed myself to forgive myself for trying to be like her or anyone else, the more I was able to forgive her and see how she did the best that she could based off of what she knew and what she, like, the support she had. Like, she did the best that she could and that, that never had anything to do with me. Like it wasn't my responsibility. Does that make sense? Like to detach that like burden from myself, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like carry that burden. It's oftentimes as daughters, we almost feel like, yeah, we feel responsible. Like, um, I don't, does that, yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely. So, <laughs> there's so many pieces in there. I want to pull apart because um, the sacrifice is huge. It's, it's, I mean, it goes, it's as old as time. You, what mother's self sacrificing in order for every, you know, when everyone else to have. Um, and so for you to see that your mom sacrificed her own happiness herself, what she really would have wanted, um, maybe for the happiness of other people, maybe for what it looked like, right. Um, to protect something. Mm -hmm. And her mother probably did it too. And mm -hmm. her mother did it too. Um, and so that does start to become, you know, daughters looking at mothers like, why can't you just do, like you're saying, like, why can't you just do it this way? Why, you know, why can't you just stand up for yourself? Why can't you, you know, use your voice? Mm -hmm. um, because there's consequences, right? There must have been consequences to that. Um, and so mothers are just known for giving and giving and giving. And here we are now in this place where we're mothers and we're working, right? And we're giving everywhere. And um, the other piece is women aren't great at talking about what they need. We're so mm -hmm. good at giving to other people, but we're not necessarily great at saying, hey, mm -hmm. I need some time. I need a break. I need to just go to bed early tonight. I need to whatever. We feel guilt about that. And so if our moms aren't teaching us how to ask for what we need, how to put ourselves first, how to say, nope, I can't volunteer for that thing this week because I'm just taking time for myself. Right. We don't learn how to do that. So yeah. that's, you know, that is part of the generational pattern where, you know, moms do sacrifice themselves in favor of everybody else. Um, and then, you know, the, this resentment can sometimes build up with moms, but then they're angry and they're yes. feeling like I deserve more. You know, why am I not getting what I what I want or what I need? And they're oh, not realizing <laughs> where that's coming from. Right. And so. Um, like, what did I make all that sacrifice for if my daughter's just going to be pissed at me <laughs> yeah. or like not, you right. know? Yeah. So much of that. Yeah. Right. I, I see it transcend. Yeah. And um, are you the eldest daughter or is your sister? No, my sister is the eldest. I was the middle um, and we had, I have a younger brother. So, um, but I have always been very um, empathic and um feel immensely <laughs> and my mom always told me i was just very oh, i was just more sensitive than other people and um i just yeah i absorbed a lot of the tension and the um emotions around me and um i i took it on early on as like my responsibility to to fix it or to heal it or to make it better. And um, one of the things that I wanted to, to mention, I wanted to say is like what you said about if we don't learn it from our mothers, then we don't learn it. Like, you know, like they're our model, like they're who we're modeling from, that's who, who we're learning from. 
I feel like as daughters and as children, like we also forget that we have the opportunity or we don't always realize that we have the opportunity to help heal our mothers because I feel like in my own self of coming into my own like power and my own confidence and clarity of who I am and with taking everything I've learned and looking at it in a lens of love as in a lens of like, like, um, victimy or like this happened to me or like to blame as blame. I've allowed my, my mom, I've seen my mom like start to do that for herself, you know, like however many 30, whatever years later, I feel like she's more confident than I ever remember her being because I feel like we are each other's mirrors, you know, as women, period. We are like, what you see in me is within you. It's just like whether or not you are allowing it to, to come out, whatever is like coming up for you is for you. And so I feel like, you know, that's been one of the, the gifts that everything has kind of, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, we don't always know why, but in hindsight, but in hindsight, we can understand like everything is truly leading us. And I think that everything my mom went through as painful as much pain came from it. It's also been what's helped heal. I feel like the future generations of our family because it's brought a lot of stuff to surface. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very much passionate about this subject. I feel like I just um yeah, I would love to just hear more about like where do you begin? Like where where do you begin with mothers and daughters with um doing this work and rehealing that relationship? I know you mentioned listening. Well else kind of go where do you go from there? I think um I think understanding the dynamics that affect us all um, really helps put it into perspective and think like, wow, this is much bigger than me. This is much bigger than me and my mom or my mom and my grandmother. Um, this is, you know, crosses cultures and generations. These are things women just struggle with. Um, and that really just creates a bigger picture of like, we were sort of set up to struggle with each other without this information. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, um, there's a few things. I think one of them is um, the flow of care between mother and daughter. Um, I had asked before about whether you were the eldest daughter because um, you were talking about responsibility. And a lot of times the eldest daughter seems to be the one who feels like they need to take care of mom. Um, that they have this burden of like, okay, I want to make it easier for her or she needs me. Um, take care of her as as far as like emotionally. I want to meet her emotional needs because maybe my dad isn't or her partner isn't or she doesn't have friends that she's opening up to. So let me be that person. Let me take that on for her. Um, and what we really want to see is mothers taking care of daughters and daughters taking care of their daughters, right? Or their next generation. Um, not daughters taking care of mothers because that feels like a burden as even mm -hmm. for adult daughters you know um and maybe especially for adult daughters if they've got their own families that they're balancing too um so mm -hmm. if we just have you know mothers taking care of daughters there's just less responsibility um you know there's this that sandwich generation right where they are taking care of their their elderly parents and their children and how difficult that is but imagine doing that your whole life Right. That's mm -hmm. a, it's going to be something that will feel like a burden or feel like something you'll resent them for. So that's number one. Um, really is who's taking care of who in this relationship. Many times when I work with mothers and daughters, the daughter is feeling this responsibility towards the mom. Um, when I work with them, we start out individually. I get to know them individually. What are the issues within the relationship for you? And then I bring them together. And I've had daughters who meet with me and, and they'll say, and they'll want to talk about their mom, their concerns about their mom for most of the session. I'm like, no, this is about you. You have to trust that your mom's going to share with me 
her issue, right? Like, let's take this time for you. But they're so, so just used to taking care of their mom, like, just in case she doesn't tell you, or I'm worried that she won't do X, Y, and Z, right? Okay, great. Let me take care of that. Let me work on that with her. That's not something you have to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really have to kind of pull that apart. Um, And then we also work on what being able to ask for what you need. And that starts with each other. Um, mm-hmm. able to ask for what you need emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. I, I need to do this today. I need to talk about, you know, this today, or I need to do this for myself. I need to set this boundary. So having them, you know, really practicing that. Um, and much of it is empathy. Like you were saying before, with like growing and, and seeing your mom and that she was really doing her best. Mm -hmm. My daughters can see that it really makes such a huge difference when they realize like her best maybe didn't feel like the best when I was growing up, like I wanted more from her, but now I can see that she was doing her best based on what she learned, based on her circumstances, based on her resources, right? And Mm -hmm. there was always love there all along, Mm -hmm. but maybe there were things in the way that were keeping us from really connecting or from me really feeling that as mm-hmm. much as I needed to. Yeah. So um, empathy is huge and empathy from moms for daughters too. And mm-hmm. really understanding what daughters are carrying around and learning how to listen. Yeah. Like when I work with adult daughters, um, they've got years and years of things they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. For moms that can feel like, oh, I just didn't, I didn't do anything right right? I did everything wrong, right? They start to just really beat up on themselves because their goal was to be a good mom, right? Mm-hmm. We all, something we all want is to know that we were a good mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. You know, this, this hits so close to home because one of the things that I focus on a lot or I had to learn for myself and is one of the things that I focus on a lot with my clients is learning how to mother ourselves you know, us being our own mother in the sense that we get in tune with what is it that am I, what do we need? What do I need? Like how, one, I never used to ask that question. What do I need? You know, Um, because again, what you were saying, how we take that responsibility of everyone else onto our shoulders and no one asked us to, no one asked us, no one, but we feel that immense I think that's also just something inherently generationally, culturally, we've observed, seen, generalized about women is that we are the caretakers. And one of the, I think that's what's really driven me as a mother is to what you, like you said, my biggest goal, the the goal is always to be the, the good, a good mom. That is what we want. That's what we say we want. We desire it. We know we want it. But unconsciously, if we don't tap in to those burdens that maybe we've been carrying on from our childhood, if we don't tap in to the insecurities, the stories that we've absorbed from our childhood of or our beliefs around what we're capable of um, that maybe are causing our present um, anxieties, our present suffering, our present um, insecurities, all of those things, then that is potentially, you know, that is possible. Like, if we don't example and embody what it means to take that responsibility for ourselves and take care of that for ourselves, we won't, it, it, there's a potential and a risk there to, to have that be passed on and have it be potentially absorbed by our children as their fault or their something that like for them to feel like, oh, well, my mom was unhappy must must be because something I did, you know, or it's for me, it's been this huge um, drive to just be more self-aware and more um, self-giving to myself. And so in order for my kids to see that they aren't responsible for me. I'm responsible for me. You know, it's not your fault, mommy. You know, mommy's tired or whatever, you know, like mommy's tired, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mommy's, you know, mommy's just tired and she's, you know, 
feeling whatever it's not you mommy loves you okay but mommy just needs some space you know it's like it's just changed my whole approach around around everything because i i guess because i know i want them to understand that it's it's not them it's me you know and um to not i don't ever want to have that regret either of them thinking that they held me back from something you know and from me just being more um, empowered of yeah i i can i can have whatever is on my heart as long as I'm willing to find a way to do it, you know, yeah. I guess. Um, and the, just the generational piece of one of the things that, again, I've letting people understanding that we can't even compare to our, our grandparents and their great grandparents or even our mother's generations because we don't live in the same generation. And we don't have, they don't, they didn't have the same pressures that we're under. We don't have the same pressures that they were under. Like, it's so, you know, it's so easy to gen to have all that stuff pass on and be absorbed and accepted as truth. But it's like, no, it's not fair, you know, for us to assume what it was like for them when they were young moms, just like it's not, you know, there can't be assumption about everything that we continue to change and have to evolve with now a days as moms. Right. Even if we just think about the amount of resources that are available for moms yeah. today, just say your podcast, right? Um, yeah. We have so much information and support at our fingertips. My mom talks a lot about how there was one parenting book when she was raising kids in the seventies and eighties. Right. And so um, she obviously would have her, you know, community of moms and they would all talk and, you know, they'd share information and tips and advice. But um, it is, you know, we've evolved over time, right? My mom mm -hmm. did it differently mm -hmm. than, than her mom. I'm doing it differently than her. My daughter's going to do it differently, you know, than I'm doing it, right? And that that's always the goal. I think the more that we talk about how we feel, just like you're doing with your kids, like, mommy's tired. I love you so much. I'm tired. I just need a little quiet time, right? And helping them to separate mommy's not tired because of me. I didn't do something and cause mommy to be tired, I, you know, and feeling any kind of guilt or shame or responsibility around that. Um, that's exactly what we want, right? Is for them to be able to separate, separate the two and not take that on as responsibility mm -hmm. for themselves. Um, and it, it really comes back to we're all doing the best that we can. Yeah. And, um, there are a lot of, I think, books and um and people in the field who there's a lot of blame on mothers and um i really just hate to see that you know um the blame that um like we blame ourselves enough for the things that we feel like we didn't get right and i really feel like it's important to to honor our moms and what they did give us um mm -hmm. and like you said take responsibility for being able to move forward with those strengths and consider what do we want to change yeah what do we want to keep the same yeah one of the things that um that makes me think of or and i wanted yeah like the the blame on mothers but also the the projected blame we put on ourselves of i think we use you know the fear of the what if what what will like what would this do to my kids if I were to work out of the home or what would my, this do to my kids if I were to start that business what would this do to my it's that fear too that I think that is is almost bigger because sometimes because it's actively happening like right now of where we we're so afraid of the impact that we'll have like I was saying about myself even like that I was afraid of of the of my choice of making choices you know that felt right for me because of the what if it will do do for them and i have found that that is that's the stuff that like i look at my mom and i wish like she would have followed her gut you know versus what she her mind was telling her was the right thing to do like the should you know what the pressure she was under 
and that's kind of what I'm, what I, I feel is kind of what I'm, I'm seeing a lot and what I felt a lot, especially even in the working moms that like, I, I worked, I've been a nurse for 10 years and in nursing, I saw this so much of just like women, mothers, like women just martyring themselves because they were moms and you know, that they, they didn't like and almost like blaming the fact that they were moms on why they their health was so bad why they were so miserable or so tired or blah 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 and that's really what's driven me of like no like it doesn't need to be this way like mm -hmm. you know um we're under we live in an age you know where moms literally wear so many hats like and not just that, but like what you were saying about there was one book. My mom, when I struggle with postpartum, I remember my mom saying that she felt like she was struggling with postpartum, but she had no, like they just kept all that hush hush, you know, like she talked to her mom about it or maybe, but she didn't like, it was not something they talked about. It wasn't something you, you shared. It wasn't something that, you know, and, you know, that was just so, Whereas I feel like if I didn't have, like, if I didn't talk about it, I think I wouldn't be here, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's just like, I think we're also in an age too where, you know, we're becoming more vocal as women. And um, I think it's a beautiful gift for us to, but it's also, you know, part of our power and our responsibility of like, okay, what's the narrative we're going to create from here of, what a woman or a mother is capable of doing and what is good mo mothering and um you know how can we just change yeah remove that remove that shame and the guilt and the um the rules you know even of everything because <laughs> they're real we're, we're just constantly changing i feel like it's so unfair to even have rules of what it how what it means to be a good mom i feel like that really has to come from the mom and come from yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah i think it's up to each of us mm -hmm. and you know because even though we're a mom and we're responsible for these little people we're humans we're you know our own person and um in order to not feel self-sacrificing and feel like we're doing everything for everyone else it is so important for us to tap into what feels right for me right now yeah and do you feel like do you have just daughters or do you have sons as well i have a daughter and i have a son okay <laughs> have you found this true to be true with your son as well like do you or do you feel like it's more of a unique i'm sure it is you know more unique with it being um mother to mother to daughter um because i have found myself you know in this whole new world of mothering boys that i still feel like um i'm being trying to be more conscious of like not telling myself that i'm being too sensitive or i'm being you know i'm giving them you know i'm like not filtering myself just because they're boys you know of like holding back affection or whatever you know like any mm -hmm. um uh, you know, one classic um, scenario, I'm sure many can picture this, is, you know, my toddler son um, horsing around, falling and hurting himself, you know, he comes crying while I comfort him, you know, and my, my husband kind of at first was like, well, don't comfort him, he's got to learn, you know, he's got to learn, you know, there's consequences or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah but he also needs his needs met and he needs to know that mom's you know gonna love him and you know what i mean and so it's like mm -hmm. it's even battling those types of things it's not just our our beliefs our um it's our spouses our family the people that we are around and like um so i've yeah i i know i said this before we went live but you know i find i feel like this is this speaks beyond just mothers and daughters i think it speaks to all mothering relationships you know mm -hmm. 
It does. And I think um, while I place, you know, kind of a spotlight on mothers and daughters and, and elevating women, um, I think there's very much we could be doing with boys and men um, mm. to support those women and girls in their lives. Um, and I, I think it's equally important for me to raise my son mindfully yeah. about the kind of man I would like to him to be in the yeah. world, which is would be a sensitive person who's in touch with his feelings and can show love yes. and mm -hmm. um and doesn't feel like he has to be hard and strong and tough and you know go out there and fight for his family or whatever. I I I don't think that's going to serve women either. Right, right. If right. we have more men in that way. So absolutely comforting him when he's scared or sad or hurt because it teaches him that, you know, that love and being able to go to someone and trust them with how you feel and what you need, those needs can be met. Yeah. Um, and That's so good. it's absolutely important. I think we actually um, have done a disservice to boys when we teach them to shake it off, just shake it yep. off. It'll be okay. I mean, really girls, I hear parents do it to both. Um, I think, no, we need to take a, take a minute and sit with that feeling and, and let them feel comfortable mm -hmm. being comforted and also recognizing their feelings. Um, that's going to serve them through every stage of their life and all yeah. of their relationships. Um, so I do think that that's really important. And I would say that there's a lot that you could be doing not to add things to your plate, but just to be mindful of with your boys in, and how you raise them and, you know, it's not totally disconnected, like you said, from the mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's been even just, yeah, it's been, yeah, kind of what we we're saying about mothers. I feel like I'm also, it's, it's even just like, um, yeah, like reframing us as a family, like our, the way we raise our, our children and like mm -hmm. taking me kind of making it clear to my husband that like this is our slate you know like we don't have to repeat how you grew up we don't have to repeat how I grew up like we can do this the way our way and we can do it mm -hmm. though you know based off of like all right what do we know from our like what do we know now and how can we do it a little bit better and so i've found it very valuable and rewarding to like be doing this work right at this point in my life because i find that i'm witnessing my husband like views change and him becoming softer um my very blue collar <laughs> like backwoods husband becoming a bit more sensitive and in touch with himself um, so I do think, and like, even just the role, the narrative of like, you know, um, battling that traditional housewife role, uh, mentality, um, what defines a good wife? I think it all goes hand in hand. What pushes pressure on us as mothers is also what the pressures that we have on in the home in general. And that comes also from our merit, you know, our relationships with our spouse and, um, yeah, I've definitely felt the 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 de detrimental effects of that um, because it can create a lot of struggle and I think affect because I know also that was part of what was a big part of the puzzle. A big part of my mother's story was um, the pressure she felt and the struggle and pain that she went through with my father that impacted her her confidence and self and how she showed up for us so it was um so it's very much yeah i feel very much like as women and moms we have so much we have so much power and um but i really feel like we almost have to like we almost have to forget it in a way we almost have to forget the like get out of the future get out of the past and be so in our present and do the very best we can moment to moment and taking care of ourselves first because I think that's like everything what you're saying is like our kids want to 
they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be loved now. And I think that that's really like the takeaway, I think, is like, how can you do that for yourself and your kids and have that be like, that be what they remember versus like whatever you feel like you have to be or um yeah i'm kind of losing my <laughs> kind of losing my thought here <laughs> well i think um us taking care of ourselves is going to do so much good for our kids right i yeah. mean they always say like put your put your oxygen mask on first um because when you take care of yourself when you set limits on how much you can do or you take a break or you go away or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're doing to invest in yourself, your kids are going to feel that they're going to benefit from that more present, joyful, relaxed, mm -hmm. present, you know, mother, they're, they're, they're going to feel that. Um, and especially daughters, right? They're learning. I get to do that too. Yeah. That's what that looks like. Exactly. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh man, Hillary, I feel like I, I want to keep talking. <laughs> I have so much. I feel like we could, we could talk for hours. I feel like around this subject. Um, but you know, just to kind of like wrap it all up, what would you say to the mothers, you know, listening here? Like, what it, what, what do you want them to take away from you know this conversation today or this episode today? What would you want to share with them? I I think if. Um this conversation is resonating with them and they're feeling like there is some unfinished business with my mom or I would like to understand her differently or have me understand, um, have her understand me differently, that um, to begin that conversation, you know, whether that's with someone to walk you through those steps on your own or if you feel comfortable going to your mom and having that conversation of like, hey, I just heard this interview and, you know, I really was so fascinated by the idea of um, learning about the mother-daughter relationship and, and how that has impacted us. Um, you know, let's talk about your relationship with grandma and, you know, how is that for you? And um, mm -hmm. I think just starting that conversation um, can be really, really important and helpful so healing yeah mm -hmm. and how much yeah it's our inner child you know it's like doing that inner child healing it that's really what it is i know i feel like people shy away from that or maybe don't understand but that's really what it is it's those you know those things that linger on with us for some a lot of times even sometimes it's not even to our conscious you know we're not but that's where it's rooted in is those those core relationships those core experiences those core moments where we maybe felt so intensely some one way or the other and it just has never left and that was what was imprinted on us it's just been yeah it's it's been the most transformative type of work in my life is mm -hmm. one by one you know just tackling whatever is coming up is this true for me is this is this what I desire? Is this what I want to feel? Is this the kind of relationship I want to have? Is this how, and just kind of almost like tracing it back to the source. And that's a lot of like, what you said is a lot of what, what the work that, um, you know, usually it starts with self. It, that was my route. It was, I first started with me, but it led me to having those conversations, you know, with my mom and just um, but I do think sometimes it helps to create that safety within yourself first, you know, when you can, you know, be more rooted in who you are and what you're feeling sometimes can help um, that with that confidence to have those vulnerable conversations, you know. So, yeah, I feel like it's super valuable to um, to do that work for yourself. So where can people connect with you and find you and work with you and all of those things. Yeah. Um, I'm, I hang out a lot on Instagram. Um, it's Hillary May Co. Hillary with one L and May is M-A-E. And um, my website, hillarymay.com. Um, I love to work with mothers and daughters um, to heal the relationship. And then I also um, travel with them, um, create immersive experiences for them to 
celebrate and elevate their relationship and just really do it in a super fun and beautiful way. That sounds so fun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Your face just lit up. It yeah. is so fun. I think coming from doing therapy and, and having people come to my office or meet me online and it's like, let's have these really hard, uncomfortable conversations in beautiful places, right? And just get away from home and, you know, your surroundings. Yeah. And, um, so I have like an option where you can work with me local in my area. I'm in Philadelphia. Um, or we can travel somewhere together. Um, and it's oh just been gosh. super yeah. fun. <laughs> wow. Well, I love I have such a travel like wanderlust. I'm such an introvert and such mm -hmm. a homebody. But I need that like regular immersion in, in someplace new um, to feel alive. I feel like that just helps yeah. me feel so alive. And it does. Um, but so, yeah, that speaks directly to my to me. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that. And I think, too, our environment can also be very um, impactful, you know, um, just can be helpful to just be in um, a neutral place. Yep that allows you and then when that can expand you in more ways than one, you know, when you mm -hmm. are in a new place and it's a new beginning and it's a new opportunity. I love that so much. All of those benefits. Yeah. You get from travel or you just have these fresh eyes on the world and you realize how small you yeah. are in this yeah. huge place. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really great. Um, and just so much fun. Oh my um, God. I'm yeah. like looking into I know, that I myself. Say, I feel like that's it's so like amazing. It's like taking care of yourself to the next level, right? Yeah. Is you know, you're going to do this work and you're you're going to get away and you don't, I take oh. care of everything. That's the important part for me is like nobody does. You get there and I do everything and my team. And um, it's that part is so important when we talk about how moms are not really taken care of as much as they yeah. deserve to be. Yeah. And my hope is everybody goes home and is like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Now this is somebody yeah. else's responsibility, right? Um, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's There's crazy. been nothing more. Yeah, I love it. Part of that too. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. I of oh, looking for how I'm not supporting myself and what can I take off my plate and what does not need to be done by me and where can I redefine What's a root? What's a, something that I've put on myself that really isn't, yeah, my responsibility? I love it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, Hillary, this is lovely. I loved it. It was such a beautiful conversation. I feel like there's just so much here. Um, and like I said, I feel like we probably could conti continue on, but thank you for your time and your heart and the work that you're doing. It's, it's really amazing. It really is. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation as well. And thank you for inviting me to join yeah. you. Yeah. I'll, I'll join you both. Course. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wakes up at the perfect time. Always yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, Hillary. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. All um, right. Thank you. Bye. I am so thankful that you joined me for today's episode. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at sheisbossmama. Or better yet, give this podcast a rating or leave a review. That helps me get the message out to the women that so badly need to hear how possible it is to take back your life and start writing a new story. And don't forget to check out the show notes to download my free Empowered Mama meditation series with my HD Mama blueprint and all of the other ways that you and I can work together to help you become the mother-loving boss that you were born to be. Until next time, Mama.